Welcome to LOL You're Gay, a gay comedy podcast with Adam Myatt and Lisa Buchanan. Hey, Lisa. Hello. How you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Oh, not too bad. How's your day? My day was good. Good. What did you do? (laughs) I was at work um, and had a good meeting in the morning and had a really excellent London fog in the afternoon. That's nice. Kind of made my day. Yeah. I worked too. I had a terrible uh, turkey bacon club at lunch. (laughs) It wasn't terrible. It was was a Tim Hortons turkey bacon club. They got rid of the Italian sandwich. At the place that I, like the Tim Hortons where I work, oh, they don't make it. So I can't eat salami at lunch anymore. That seems strange that it would get edited off the menu. Yeah. They've made some really strange cuts. Like mm. they got rid of all the good things. And now it's just like you can get a glass of milk, a turkey bacon club, and like a glazed donut. That's strange. It's not great. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> Thank you. Lunch is important. I like to think so. It can change the course of a otherwise normal or mediocre day. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't disagree. <laughs> well, we're back. This we're is episode back. four. Yes. Three have been out. Yeah. Three have been great. I think so. And here goes the fourth great one. Some people apparently have listened who yeah. aren't us unless we have listened to each podcast on average 60 times. Right. I haven't traveled at it all, though. True. So we know that there are people elsewhere. Yeah. Presumably. Listening. Yeah. Yeah. Unless. Well, there's just a bot out there trying to make us feel better about ourselves. Probably. There are there are some strange there are some strange anomalies in the analytics of yeah of what we're doing, but um but yeah I've I've been thinking about starting a a little segment of saying hello to people in strange places. Oh, that's a great idea. Because I I don't know how you found us, but thanks for listening. <laughs> we're happy to hear you. No, we don't hear you. You hear us. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean? We're happy to be heard. Happy to be. <laughs> we're gonna change the name of the podcast to. Happy to be heard. <laughs> well, why don't we just start the segment now? There's no time like the present. True. I think it's well, a good idea. There was two places specifically, as of right now, that stuck out to me. Okay. Uh, the first was a listener in Duluth, Minnesota. Uh, I couldn't help but think, and it was over the holidays, so I couldn't help but think that our favorite person, uh, Marie Bamford, maybe was listening to us. I'm going to go with it's got to be. It's got to be, right? I don't know how else it could be. It's a small town, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. No. But, um, you know, we can dream. You know, I never... think it'll keep us going and motivate us if we just imagine. Oh, yeah. That... I had a very manic night that night when I found that out. <laughs> <laughs> it's appropriate. And the other um, place that kind of stuck out to me uh, was a Canadian city. I think it's in Manitoba uh, called Lac de Bonnet. Uh, I Google mapped it because uh, I'm not familiar. Mm-hmm. And uh, very small little town. Cute. Cozy little spot. Nice. Um, so, yeah, someone in uh, Lac de Bonnet is uh, maybe listening now. So, thanks for listening. Yes, we're happy and, to be heard. And, and in this, Lac de Bonnet yeah. and in Duluth, whether it's Maria Bamford or somebody who is related to her 
could maybe put us in touch. <laughs> just we just want to have lunch. That's that's, all. that's, that's all. really all. Small we'll request. we'll pay. Um, well, you know, somewhere nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that'd be fun. Yeah. A friend of mine had some uh, exciting news when I saw her the other day, which is that her 14-year-old daughter came out to her. Aww. And I was so happy. And That's... her, my friend, the mom, is cool and a good mom and right. supportive of her child, which is lovely. Um, and got me thinking that I came out, whatever you want to call it, figured stuff out about mm-hmm. myself when I was about 16. Mm-hmm. And when I did the quick math in my head, realized that that means I've been out, at least to myself, now for half of my life, hmm. which felt like a milestone of some sort. Yeah. I was kind of excited. Felt a little nostalgic as a result. <laughs> um, but also got me thinking about all of the things that probably should have suggested to me at an earlier point in my life that maybe I wasn't as straight as kids are raised to think they are, or at least kids were raised to think they were when I was growing up. Um, Did you have moments like that where... Oh, yeah. In hindsight, they were super gay moments. Yeah, I feel like if I think about being a young person, (laughs) (laughs) generally, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that... There's definitely more than not. Yeah. I was actually... I I was doing some cleaning at my place. I was um, emptying some boxes um and uh i found this little denim jacket and by little denim jacket i mean like really tiny like i'm miming like three inches right now for people who can't see what i'm doing it's very small it's a it's a jacket uh, for a mouse it's a (laughs) jacket for a mouse or a 90s mcdonald's barbie oh yes Um, yes. yeah (laughs) so i mean i'm sure the mice tried on at night (laughs) my apartment um but yeah it's a little it's a little mouse or no, it's not. It's a little Barbie <laughs> denim jacket um, yeah. that I got when I was a kid, and um, like I never had um, like dolls or Barbies or whatever when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, I had like some action figures, but I said like mm-hmm. wrestling people. But that was about it. Um, but there was this one time I was at McDonald's with my neighbor um, and her kids, and like my whole street, all the kids were with her for some reason. I don't remember why. Um, and we were at McDonald's and getting food and she asked me which toy I wanted. Not like, and I was like, confu- I was confused. I was like, what, what do you, I just get the boy toy, right? Like, that's just the one I get. She said, well, no, like, what do you want? And huh. for some reason I like had the courage to be like, oh, could I get the denim jacket, Barbie, <laughs> Barbie, uh, <laughs> denim, uh, uh, please? And I got it, and I took it home, but I was obviously, like, so anxious to have this thing. And so, from my memory, like, I got rid of the Barbie, but I kept the jacket just to have, like, some some part of it. Um, And every I I, I keep losing it and finding it. Like, every four years, it, like, (laughs) resurfaces. Um, So, yeah, I just found that the other day. So, that was, I mean, that's one of many things when I think about it. That's a nice little moment. One of my earlier ones that should have been a hint um is that for a time and i don't know because time is a flat circle and when you're a kid it's really confusing and you don't know how much time has passed in uh retrospect um but for a period of time when i was in i think the second grade Mm -hmm. the go-to game 
at recess was uh, a little game we called Boys Chase the Girls. I wonder what happens in that game. It's, it's not complicated. <laughs> the boys chase the girls uh, around the schoolyard for right. 15 minutes <laughs> during recess and probably the 15 minutes before class at lunch and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, rather gendered. And mm-hmm. my issue primarily with it was that I was a fast runner mm-hmm. and the the teams never switched. The girls never got to chase the boys right. from in my recollection anyway. Um, and I didn't like the idea of being chased because you couldn't win the game by not getting caught. Right. You could only lose the game by getting caught <laughs> if you were on the girls team. Right. And I don't think there was scorekeeping or I don't know what happened if you did get caught. I think it was mm-hmm. just, well, then you started running again, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I insisted on playing on the boys team. Hmm. And for a while I got away with it and nobody... Nobody questioned it. They're just like, okay, yeah, Lisa wants to be on the boys' team, whatever. Um, and that was fine. Um, I guess sort of surprising for the first little while that it wasn't questioned to mm. me. But I think at some point along the way, somebody did insist that I played on the girls' team. And so I did once, and I hated it. Yeah. Because, go figure, being chased... It's not fun, <laughs> but it was great. Uh, it was like, it wasn't great. It was terrible. It was like, this is the training ground for your life Yeah. as young women Yeah. is you will be pursued against your will <laughs> by a bunch of grabby boys. That sounds- It's depressing. <laughs> That's a good word for it. And I, use, I used to just think of the memory of, I played on the boys' team of Boys Chase the Girls. Isn't right. that funny? I should have known <laughs> that I wanted darker. to chase the girls. <laughs> and then I thought about it more and more, especially in the quote-unquote current climate, right. um, and realized socially this is was a troubling thing to have had happen. Right. I think the teachers actually might have shut it down at some point after right. you know a week or two. Mm. Uh, or we got tired of it. I'm not sure what happened exactly, but I do have some vague memory of teachers putting the kibosh to certain games, and that may have been one of them. Right. So there might have been a smart teacher out there who thought, no, we're not doing this. <laughs> this is not right. Yeah. I don't remember that sort of... But I definitely, like, when... when um... And it was it was kind of a thing where, like, I, like, in junior high, or, or like, yeah, mostly like like junior high, um, we like had to take gym. Like, it was a requirement. Yes. Um, but I think that I was on the like same page with my like lesbian gym teacher that I was like, you know what? Can we just can we just not do this? Like, yeah. I don't want to do it. You don't want to make me do it. Can we just like zero this out? Um, and so she let me and a few of my friends um, just play badminton on the stage in the gymnasium every gym class. Yep. Um, we would roll out this like terrible old rusted net and do that. Um, cause yeah, I just, I was not, I had like, I had a pretty traumatic, um, uh, what's that game called? Soccer baseball. Oh yeah. Experience when I was probably in junior high school and one of the times I did have to play mm-hmm. and I remember I kicked it and it was a pretty good kick. Um, and I ra- rounded first. Mm-hmm. Fine. 
Round at second, not fine. I just kind of like kept going in the trajectory of heading towards second instead mm-hmm. of like turning for third. Oh. Because I couldn't like get my momentum to move that way. And I ended up uh, clamoring to the floor, falling down in front of the, obviously the entire school. And then I, be- not the whole school. It felt like the whole school. <laughs> yeah. It was my whole class. Um, and then I was out. Um, so I was like, you know what? I mm-hmm. just, I'm not into it. Mm-hmm. I'm not into it. But that's mostly because I was. I don't know what I don't know what it was. It was there was a lot of reasons. There was a lot of things stacked against me. Yeah. In gym gym class. Yeah. I have always wondered why. And I don't know if this is true of most people, but when I was growing up in gym class, there were periods of time, certain grades where the genders were mixed, hmm. and then other years where they were separated. Right. And then mixed again. And I don't know how they decided. Junior high, we were definitely split up for most of the classes. There were two gym teachers, a man and a woman. The men taught the boys and the woman taught the girls. Whoa. (laughs) Just in case anybody got confused about which side of the gym they were supposed to be on. Right. Uh, But there were periods of elementary school where we weren't split up. Yeah. And I just never understood that at all. Because sometimes the guys got to play sports that I wanted to play yeah. and I was stuck doing tie bow. Do you remember tie bow? <laughs> it was popular for about eight months. Yeah, I, I can't remember, remember the guy's name. Something blanks, oh. Billy blanks or something like yeah, that. I don't, anyway. I know I know exact I can picture exactly his face, but I yeah, can't. Yeah, it's like a kickboxing based cardio aerobic workout. Right. Um Anyway, we had to do Tai Bo in gym class for a couple of weeks, I think. Weeks? Well, like we- three classes in a row or something like right. that. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah it was that's a just... unit. Right. I might yeah. be exaggerating. It may have been once, but it felt like <laughs> the guys got to play basketball. Right. And yeah. I was stuck doing Tai Bo. There was a period of time, I don't know why, but in uh, in junior high, we had these like certificates that you could collect- um, essentially like merit stickers Mm -hmm. and everyone had them at the, uh, they were like all in the classroom and you like would get, um, like every subject would give out like a best of, so it's kind of like the, I was going to say it's kind of like the Oscars for social (laughs) studies, but it's like basically at the end of the year, one student gets like the social studies award and then the like Mm, math award. And so it was like pretty coveted. It was only one person per class. Um, but one way you could like bulk up your certificate was intramurals during lunch, oh, yes. and if you if you went at, at the minimum amount of times to each of the things, and like quote participated, mm-hmm. um, you got like the merit sticker for your certificate. So like there was a, a year or two that I went to like every intramural. I like barely participated in gym class, but I went to every intramural because <laughs> I wanted my certificate to be full. Yeah, and. So like I mean that it really speaks to my neuroses probably as a young child who just wanted to wanted praise and yes. uh, the glory of because I would I would win a couple of the stickers for the classes but I was never like top tier student right. you know I was like really I was like just I was like too down I was like there were like two people that were just like way too smart right. and I was like friends with one of those people mm-hmm. and like so he would like, usually get the just a little bit better than me and I was, like always was this thing um 
but yeah, so it was like the only time I like willingly participated in physical activity was to get <laughs> these really stickers tacky little stickers. I thought they were they're pretty cool <laughs> hey adam i have some exciting news what's that we received our first piece of listener mail that's incredible it's a text message from a friend of mine mail's but it's mail nonetheless mail's mail mail is mail it's the modern age they should, t- they should sh- text mail is that a thing text mail <laughs> that's what they should call it that's what we're gonna call it from now on <laughs> um this messages in response to our conversation in episode one about email addresses that we set up as young people without using our real names. Mm -hmm. Um, And this came from uh, my friend on behalf of his wife, uh, who I think I can use her real name, which is Jenny. doesn't really (laughs) narrow it down as to her identity. Uh, And I'll just read to you the story. Jenny and her dad were sitting at the computer setting up her first email address when she was around eight years old, and her dad told her she wasn't allowed to use her real names. Mm -hmm. I think that's smart, right? Because security is important. Mm -hmm. She was puzzled by this and asked, so he asked her, well, what kind of words do you like? (laughs) So she looked around the room and saw their pet bird, which was a budgie, and she said, I like the bird's name. So they mutually agreed, an adult and a child, that the email address should be squirtthebird (laughs) at (laughs) domain.com. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a good bit of mail. Thank Mm. you for that submission. Um, If you have a strange youthful email please send it to us please do a little backstory and we will read it on the podcast yeah yeah that i squirt the bird squirt the bird i like that it's a story about the naivete that can exist in both the mind of a child and a grown man right yeah it's sweet Mm -hmm. and gross (laughs) exactly (laughs) it's 50-50. Yeah. Well, I think it's time for our last of the week, Lisa. I think so, too. What is yours? Mine is a bit of a throwback. I don't know if you're listening to this on Thursday. You can call it a throwback Thursday. If not, whatever. (laughs) Uh, I can look back on any time. At any time. (laughs) That's what... (laughs) Memories. (laughs) That's how that works, yes. Yeah, yeah, remember. Uh, My uh, mine is a throwback because I recently rewatched the beloved cult hit film Ghost World, mm-hmm. um, starring Thora Birch and uh, a little young upstart by the name of Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was aged fifteen in that movie, playing mm-hmm. like an eighteen-year-old. Rarely mm-hmm. happens in Hollywood. Anyway, unrelated to my point, which is that. The actor Ileana Douglas appears in Ghost World in a supporting role as the uh, art teacher at the summer school class that Enid has to attend. And what, seeing Ileana Douglas on screen reminded me of a web series that she made about 10 years ago called Ileana Rama, mm-hmm. which is also her Twitter handle, 
incidentally. So um, it's really easy to find uh, if you know how to spell Ileana Douglas's name, which you may not. So it is spelled I-L-L-E-A-N-A-R-A-M-A. Just rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> I just like the name to begin with. Uh, it's a five-episode web series, which you can still watch to this day, mm-hmm. on Daily Motion. And it's the second thing that comes up if you Google Ileana Rama. Right. Um, so it's easy to find. And it's not, I wouldn't describe it as laugh out loud, hilarious, mm-hmm. funny, but I really enjoyed it because the, I just like the premise and there's lots of celebrity appearances in mm-hmm. this little show that came out at a time when web series was sort of, I think, a relatively new thing. Right. Now it's quite common, but, um, and it's so obviously shot on digital video and right. the quality right now by today's standards is it's grainy. Mm-hmm. Um, the premise of it is that Ileana Douglas is taking a break from acting. This is after, uh, the series Action had been canceled, that Mm. she was in with Jay Moore, and, uh, she has decided to work at a supermarket. Right. Which I think is in Sherman Oaks. I can't remember exactly which neighborhood in LA they mentioned, but it's this, it's not a chain, it's an independent grocery store. Mm. And it's just about her interactions over the course of her first couple of days at work, Mm. Um, first day, actually, it might be, um, with this cast of characters, some of whom are actors playing characters and others mm-hmm. are actors playing themselves. Right. Um, one of the other regulars on the show is Justine Bateman mm-hmm. of Family Ties fame. She's playing herself. Uh, Ed Begley Jr. plays himself. He's also just taking a break from acting, and they're he and Justine Bateman are both working at the mm-hmm. grocery store with Ileana. Uh, Jane Lynch is there, but she's playing a character. Uh, I really like the Justine Bateman thing because she's an actor who I really liked on Family Ties as a kid um, and who seems to have, like, she didn't disappear by any means. Like She pops up on Arrested Development with her brother, but she's one of these actors that you think, oh, she should have done, she should have been a huge star. Hmm. And for whatever reason, that didn't happen. Anyway, she... Uh, Justine Bateman gets promoted, essentially, to managing the carts at the grocery store. And one of the other staff members, uh, a young woman, uh, is basically her nemesis because Mm -hmm. this girl thinks that years ago her boyfriend broke up with her because he was in love with Mallory, the character that Justine Bateman played on Family Ties. She she hates Justine Bateman (laughs) and tries to make her life miserable Mm -hmm. by throwing the carts away. And they have sort of a West Side Story sort of altercation in the parking lot with the carts. Um, And Jeff Goldblum stops by. He's just getting ingredients for a cake. And they end up having a performance in the aisle at the supermarket. And um, yeah, it's just cute. It's it's sort of of its time Mm -hmm. in some ways. but it was a nice little thing to be reminded of that I had found amusing. I don't know how I found it years ago when it had first come out. Hmm. Um, but it, I still enjoyed watching it again and revisiting. So I would recommend, uh, if you want a little throwback humor to the early days of digital video, <laughs> Ileana Rama. That sounds great. And it gonna... only it's five episodes. They're about five or six minutes long each. I'm going to definitely check it out. One of my first jobs, I worked at the Superstore, and I was a cashier primarily, but mm-hmm. I also definitely did the cart thing, and so uh, maybe I'll 
you know. You'll probably relate. Relate to it and get some yeah. get some kind of nostalgia from that. You may. It's a different time. Yeah. I uh similarly, um I just finished binge watching the fourth season of Broad City, the most recent mm. one. Mm-hmm. Um and I had such a good time. That was it was so nice. It's so good. It's so good. And I I've heard like people mixed reviews, people like not mixed reviews, but like people just have different opinions, obviously. Um, but I was like, I honestly thought it was their best season. Like I thought it was really well done because I love how I love it for two reasons. I love it because it's super funny Mm -hmm. and I love it because it's has really good storytelling. Like I'm really captivated by the story. I'm really interested in their friendship. I'm really engaged with it. And I think a lot of times comedy series, even comedy series that I like, um, the storytelling isn't as strong mm-hmm. as as it was in that season, in my opinion. I mean, I thought it, I felt really warmed by it. Yeah. Um. The, like, and I also just love the story arc of of showing us them meeting and then them where they are now. And I I'm a sucker for that kind of storyline, so um, I really really liked it. I really enjoyed it too. I watched it as it was airing back in the I guess it was on in the fall. Um. And it felt, I'd have to go back. It's been a while since I've watched the other seasons. I haven't revisited them. Mm-hmm. But it did feel more like these episodes, You while you could watch them as standalone comedic moments, there was an arc to the season in a way that I don't remember the other seasons having this yeah. thread that connected all of them, That the thread being yeah. the story of their friendship and how it is evolving yeah. and has evolved since even before we were aware of the how the friendship started. Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked that there was a lot... There seemed to be, to me, more of a focus on their friendship and how yeah. it might... Not might be, but how it is changing as they get yeah. a little older and their lives are changing. And Yeah. And them, and like we were kind of talking before, like them in the foreground as opposed to kind of like having like a really big cast of, mm-hmm. of a lot of peripheral characters. Like I feel like... I feel like the this season was like really, really well, a really, really good use of the peripheral characters, mm-hmm. but not, but not in a way that took away anything from the story arc of them as a pair. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I really liked it a lot. I had a great time. I it was a wild ride. It um, was indeed. Yeah, I was I was off for a few days because I was sick, and uh, so they they got me through it. Yeah, it was really nice. It would be a great binge. I'd like to go back and and watch it and tighter succession than yeah. week to week the other two things that i would highlight about broad city um one is rupaul yeah yeah holy moly yeah so great so good and just that whole situation with that restaurant yeah <laughs> and also a wonderful cameo by a canadian singing star who's making a bit of a comeback right named shania twain I loved that she was able to train Shania. And I mean, I know that's a spoiler. Sorry if you haven't watched it. Oops. But <laughs> um, there's like the there's like the whole, like through the first few seasons, but yeah. she's like slowly becoming a trainer. She's actually just like a cleaner at the place, telling her family she t- trains Shania Twain to actually getting to do it. I was so tenderized by that. Yeah. And I, I really liked it. It was wonderful. And Shania, Shania really seems like a good sport. Such a good sport. Yeah. yeah she was like, she killed it. Yeah. I really liked her in that a lot. You can listen to LOL You're Gay on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever you find your podcasts. If we're not in your favorite podcast app, please let us know and we'll try to make it happen. You can find us online 
on Instagram and Twitter at LOLYourGayPod. That's spelled L-O-L-U-R-G-A-Y-P-O-D. And on Facebook.com slash LOLYourGayPod. And if you would like to get in touch with us via email, you can do that at LOLYourGayPod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Now please enjoy This Week in Royalty Free Music. <laughs>